0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We're here with Lunch and Learn, our Lunch and Learn podcast here today. Uh, we thank God for this opportunity to share a part two. We had, we started this discussion on our last podcast last week on. Uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, so we're gonna jump back into it today. Uh, if you want to tell people about us, feel free. Those on Facebook and YouTube to share, and those that are on the podcast, you know, tell other people about us so that they can subscribe. And um, uh, we are uh, for a few segments for uh, in this season. I'm gonna be talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, and last week we talked about being filled, and I told y'all I would give you a part two on that. I wanted to dig into it a little bit more. And, um, as we are coming in, I want you to feel comfortable, uh, if you would like to ask questions, um, I'm going to be talking and, uh, if you want to post questions, those that are you that are on Facebook and YouTube, uh, we're going to, uh, have our administrator get the questions, get them to me. And, um, um, if you know, in, in, subsequent podcasts, we will try to respond to your questions, but I do thank you all. And, uh, I know that you all are going to get some great information today on what does it mean to be filled? Um, I, I believe the actual terminology, uh, question that I posed to you, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy spirit? Part two. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Part two. I want to dispel some myths. I want to dispel some things that perhaps, if you like me, you uh, uh, whether or not it was intended or not, it was. It's, it's a certain few things that we kind of get into our nomenclature about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, one which I'm not going to dig into too much today was the being speaking in tongues, that uh, we are filled with the Holy Ghost when we speak in tongues. As a matter of fact, some of you perhaps remember certain testimonies, Uh, do find me saved, sanctified, uh, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost uh, with evidence of speaking in tongues or the utterance of tongues. And so uh, we've identified the Holy Spirit and being filled with him by speaking in tongues. That's how I grew up. Perhaps that's how some of you all grew up. Uh, you are filled when you speak in tongues. I recall that when you got saved, you have to go to the altar and tarry, and, and we called it tarry, even though the word tarry in biblical terms means to wait. But we would go through this thing where we fasted and prayed and we uh, we had what we called a Terry service where we would call on Jesus over and over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we we wanted to speak in tongues. And and uh, we we drove everybody to saying speaking in tongues. And so if we spoke in tongues, that was the evidence that you were filled. Where did that come from? I am so glad that you asked. It came from the book of Acts. Uh, uh, Acts, the first, the second chapter actually, which I want to read to you. Uh, it, It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Now, notice what that scripture says. It says they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I need you to stop right there. Jesus told them to tarry, which actually meant to wait. So they went to wait. What were they waiting on for the Holy Spirit to come? He didn't say, go up in the upper room and say, thank 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 you, Jesus. 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 He didn't say, when y'all all all start acting right, uh -uh, then I'll send the Holy Spirit, because people said, you gotta get on one accord, because that was in the first verse, and when they were all on one accord in one place. He didn't say, "Uh -uh, you got to be in one place, and then I will send the Holy Spirit. He said, go and tarry. Tarry there is translated, wait, go and wait. I've been with you for 33 years, I am leaving, going back to my father. In my place, he will send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. I need you to go wait until he shows up. Stay with me. Not do all of the stuff that we do. Just simply wait. When he said, Terry, that means simply to wait for him to come. Well, how long do we wait, Pastor? Well, they waited until a set time. What was that time? First one, the day of Pentecost. They waited until that day. It was nothing uh, uh, that they did to cause the Holy Spirit to come. It was just the time when he would come would be on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost is 50 days uh, uh, after the Passover and uh, there was something going on that God wanted to introduce the Holy Spirit to the world and to the Jews specifically at that moment. And so the Bible says when he came, he filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Stop, full stop. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, stop, full stop. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Then he says, and, and means something additionally happened. And if I say, I'm gonna give you $5 and $10, if I say, I'm gonna give you $5 and a, a trip, like this this Friday, at, uh, we got an event where we're gonna give out cash prizes And somebody is going to get a a trip to Las Vegas. It's a continuation. And they begin to speak with tongues. They were filled and it didn't say that speaking in tongues is the evidence of being filled. It said that when they were filled, they begin to speak with other tongues, other tongues. A lot of people think that they're filled with the Holy Ghost when they speak in tongues. No, Ninja, you just speaking in tongues. Uh, 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 Y'all ain't going to like me, but I need y'all to stay with me. Some people have the gift of tongues, but they are not filled with the Holy Ghost. They just happen to be speaking in tongues. Don't ever confuse speaking in tongues with being filled. If you want to understand what it means to be filled, you need to understand uh, Ephesians 5 and 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The juxtaposition there of wine and the Holy Spirit says that you're in a space or a place where the, unlike wine which controls you, now the Holy Spirit controls you. How do you get filled with wine? By drinking a whole lot of it, spending time with it. Y'all don't like a brother in this place. Turn up. I guess that's the term that they use. When you get turned up, then you get filled with wine. What's wrong with her? Oh, she just drunk. She just filled with 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 the, with the cavassier. Uh, uh, he just filled with some Mad Dog 2020. Do they even make that anymore? <laughs> Stop, Pastor real. Uh, uh, why why is he acting so crazy? Why is he cussing everybody out? He's just filled with alcohol. He's high. He's on drugs. He's filled. God says, don't be filled with that. Don't let that stuff control you. Let the Holy Spirit control you. So the same way you got to turn up with alcohol to get filled with alcohol and drunk and let it control your behavior, the same thing you have to do with the Holy Spirit. The same thing you have to do with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you take a big swig of something and it hits you real hard, you say, whoo, that was strong. That don't mean you feel yet. That just means that you had an experience of tasting that hard liquor. Preach, ninja, preach. When you first experienced the Holy Spirit, you may do the same thing. Woo, that was strong. That don't mean that you filled with him. It means that you just had an experience. Boy, you are preaching right here. It just means you had experience. People come to church, the organ is playing, the pastor is preaching, the people are dancing, and if they've never experienced the Holy Spirit before, they would be like... Woo! that was strong. And they will think that they are filled with the Holy Ghost. They may even be speaking in tongues, but baby, you ain't filled because that joker ain't controlling you. How do you know it ain't controlling you? Because as soon as you have that experience, you go right back to fornicating. You go right back to cussing folk out. You go right back to your old lifestyle. So clearly the Holy Spirit is not controlling you. You've experienced him. He may even be in your life because you've accepted Christ as your savior, but you are not filled. You've just had an experience. You turned up a little bit. You've been sipping. How long are you gonna sip on that beer? You've been sipping on that little wine for. I, I'm preaching right here. Some of y'all just been sipping on the Holy Ghost for 20 years. You just been. You've been just 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 holding on to that little uh, 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 little glass of alcohol for for the same. I mean, you've been at the club for 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 five hours, sucking on the same little drink. Preach. And that's how people treat the Holy Ghost. We just, you know, we go to church, we go to Easter and y'all, we had a great time at Easter and then and the, the resurrection. We go to Christmas, we go to church occasionally and we just sip. We just take a little sip. We feel a little good for the day, uh, uh, but we're not drunk. We're not drunk. You see, Uh, um, in my book, The Complete Guide to Understanding the Holy Spirit, which I encourage you all to get if you really want to begin to understand the what, when, where, how, and why concerning the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It means to be in a space, in a place where the Holy Spirit is guiding your behavior and not your flesh. Where the Holy Spirit is guiding you. Speaking in tongues don't guide your 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 behavior. Speaking in tongues is a form of communications, either with other people because you're speaking their foreign language or with God because you're speaking the heavenly language. In this particular case in Acts, they were not speaking in a heavenly language. They were speaking in foreign languages because if you go on to study the rest of the second chapter of Acts. That's where the day of Pentecost comes in. Day of Pentecost was a big celebration where people would come from all over, from different countries and with different languages to all meet at, uh, um, the, in, in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, Jews who were speaking different languages. And so as we study in Acts, uh, uh, the people of God, see, I need y'all to understand something. Holy Spirit was introduced at that time for that reason, because God wanted to let the people know he is now here. And the Bible says in Acts five, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised about, that is these folks up here speaking these languages, uh, 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 the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. In other words, different languages of people had come together because it was the day of Pentecost. And all of a sudden, People from Spain was speaking uh, 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 Italian, and people from England were speaking Russian. I'm just using that as an example, but that's what was happening. Uh, people who knew Arabic were speaking uh, uh, um Whatever the language was, um, what, what the Galatians spoke and, and so on and so forth. And they were marble and they said, and how hear we every man in our tongue wherein we were born? Uh, uh, uh and, uh, and so they go on to mention all the different countries that they came from, the Jews and the, uh, uh, and the Amalites and the Galatians and the Parthians and Judea. Uh, uh, and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another, what mean is this? Others marking said, aha, look at this. These men are full of new wine. They just drunk. Why would they say that? because they were being controlled and the only control they knew about was alcohol. These men are filled with new wine. They didn't turn up all night long. That's why they acting crazy. Oh, y'all ain't working with a brother in this place. So the first connection to wine and the Holy Spirit wasn't in Ephesians, it was right here on the day of Pentecost. But <coughs> Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judah, Judea, and all ye men of Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour. In other words, we don't get drunk in the morning time. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get drunk till the freeze come out at night Stop, Pastor Will But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel It shall come to pass in the last day, saith the Lord I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh And you sons and you daughters shall prophesy And you young men shall see visions And you old men shall dream dreams uh, In other words, he was saying that the, the prophecy is come to pass and the reason why you know it's come to pass because these men have been filled with the Holy Spirit and they are now prophesying or speaking in your language. It is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is here, that the Holy Spirit is here. Now, I need y'all to get this because a lot of people think, well, we're supposed to have that same experience. No, you're not. We don't need to prove that the Holy Spirit is here anymore. He's already here. This was done three times for the Jews, for the Gentiles, and for the John the, John the Baptist disciples, all in the book of Acts for only those reasons as evidence to let those groups of people know that he is risen. He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Speaking in tongues does not make you feel. Being filled makes you feel. I am out of time, but I guess I'm going to have to give you a part three because I want to walk you through the steps of being filled. I want to walk you through. There are eight steps. I'm going to deal with those next week. If you have any questions, please post those questions, but I'm going to deal with eight Things that you must do in order to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, Andrew, don't let me forget to talk about this on next week. Eight steps that you must do to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it is not speaking in tongues. If you want to speak in tongues, you can go get Babel or, or foreign language. If you want to speak in an unknown tongue, stop Pastor Will you know churches teach people how to speak in tongues? They go and take them to the back room and say, Now let me teach you your heavenly language, just like Babel can teach you Spanish and German and French. And but the Holy Spirit gave men this supernatural ability to speak in foreign languages. Paul had that ability because he would go to foreign places and the Holy Spirit would come upon him so he could speak in their language. But most of us, when we speak in tongues, we don't speak in foreign languages. We speak in the heavenly language. But just because you're speaking in a foreign language or a heavenly language does not denote that you are being, that you are filled or being controlled by the Holy Spirit. You may just have the gift of tongues. That's what Paul had, a spiritual gift. Gifts do not denote being filled or walking in the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says gifts come without, let me say that again, without repentance, meaning that you can still show your behind and you can still have your gift and it won't go away. This is how the Holy Spirit works. He doesn't take uh, uh, your gift from you but it doesn't mean that you're an effective Christian because you're not filled. You have to get filled. So next week, next Tuesday, same bad time, same bad station, I'll be back here and I'm going to talk about the eight steps on how to get filled. Y'all been tasting him. You've been sipping on him. You've been sipping some convosier. You've been sipping that little piece of wine, but you ain't got, you ain't got toe up. You ain't turned out yet. You ain't got stupid drunk in the spirit until he can control your nature. See, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And sometimes I want to cut you. Sometimes I want to slash you. Sometimes I want to fornicate. Sometimes I want to cuss you out. Sometimes I want to show my tail and show my behind. But when I get to Holy Ghost, he then says, no, Will, you ain't going to show your tail. You ain't going to cut nobody. You ain't going to hurt nobody because you are no longer controlled by your human spirit called the flesh you're controlled by me called the Holy Ghost. How do we get to that space? How do we get to that place? Meet me next week and we're gonna talk about it and it's gonna bless a lot of people. Next week, meet me. Eight steps on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's gonna be our part three next week. Y'all have any questions? Post them real quick before I get off. But uh, uh, let me just say this. Don't just live life. Live a victorious life and have an amazing day. Let me pray. i like to close out with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for sharing this word with us. Somebody is believing you for the filling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to be controlled by you, Lord. Lord, will you fill us with your presence and let us learn of you and grow in you. This is my prayer in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. And remember this, don't just live life, live a victorious life and have an amazing day. See y'all next week.